Welcome back to Herald Review Outside the Box Podcast. I'm sports reporter Joey Wagner or sports editor Justin Kahn. Eisenhower running aficionado, <laughs> Decatur running aficionado, Greg Collingwood. Thanks for coming in. Different year for you this year. What, what are you up to now? Well, you know what? Uh, so far, I haven't gotten bored because <laughs> the fish have been biting. So, you know, uh, I've spent a lot of time on Lake Shelbyville catching crappie. But uh, keeping my nose in things, you know, and uh, getting back behind the mic for uh, Panther basketball this winter was fun. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of keeping my nose in there maybe halfway. But uh, all in all, I'm trying to relax and reboot and recharge and see what might be coming down the road. Is so. it hard to, to get away from, uh, have you been involved with track or cross country in the fall? Have you been involved with that? Has it been hard to, to stay away from it? How's that worked? Well, you know, really all my life, I mean, back to the days in which I attended Eisenhower, I ran track, ran cross, and I ran at Milliken one year down at SIU. And uh, so I've been around track cross all my life, but really the last five years as an AD, I was away from it directly. Um, but, you know, you have to be involved in all sports at the same time. But uh, that's still, you know, in my in my heart for sure. And so, you know, down the road, right opportunity presents itself. I could see myself getting back into the, the, the coaching realm, get yeah. that coaching bug going again. Yeah. But uh, not not right this moment. Right, right now I'm uh, happy and content <laughs> and enjoying my time. Yeah, I was going to say, if Harbeck's still doing it, uh, why not, right? Right. You know, he, he, he jumped right back into things uh, when he retired from MacArthur. He slid right on over to Mount Zion, kept the ball rolling. But, uh, yeah, Bill and I go back a long way. We go oh, back yeah. a long way. Uh, he was coaching at MacArthur when I ran for Eisenhower. And uh, we had a rivalry at that time. And then uh, when I got into coaching in the late 80s at Eisenhower and then through the 90s and the two th- early 2000s, uh, Bill and I you know, we became very good friends and uh, had a lot of fun competing against each other. I mean, the, the 90s and the early 2000s were track and field in Decatur was fantastic. I mean, I'd like to think that we pushed them up and they pushed us up and we had a very respectful uh, rivalry. Um, and, and Bill and I are friends to this day and always will be. Um, our relationship is a lot like, I think, really Rodney and Ron right now in basketball at Eisenhower and MacArthur. They compete like crazy against each other when they get on the court. But uh, after the game, very respectful, you know, and, and that's the way Harbeck and I were back in the, the 90s and, and 2000s. Um, we both had quality athletes and, and solid teams. And I still remember there were a string of years, I don't know, eight, nine, ten years in a row where uh, MacArthur and Eisenhower were one and two, but vice versa in the conference in the Big 12, a lot of sectional titles between us, and then a lot of really strong performances at state um, between the two teams. Um, so again, a lot of fun. I, I do look back and, and, and miss miss those times. Uh, enjoyed it when it was happening, and I think we made each other better. What's What's your take on the state of Decatur track and cross country now? Where, what do you think? Because I know last year was a, a nice kind of reboot, oh. but. Yeah, track and field right now, there's some strong performance. You know, there's some really good individuals. Um, what I haven't seen the last few years is the team depth that we used to have. We used to have a, a lot stronger team depth uh, in the city. And now we've got individ- some individuals that are definitely representing well. The Martin twins, Ronald Reed over MacArthur. Um, so, you know, last year, uh, you know, Drew Thaxton uh, for the Panthers, you know, breaking a school record, finishing second in the state in the shot put was, was fantastic. So, you know, we've had those individual performances uh, continue. I'd love to see the numbers increase, uh, you know, 
back in the day we used to have 50, 60, 70 kids out for track in the spring, and which is almost too many <laughs> really to try to figure out ways to get them all involved. But it'd be nice to have 30 or 40 on a squad at least where you could fill your events. And uh, um, so, you know, it will be exciting this spring, I think, the outdoor season to see how these, these kids develop and, uh, and perform. You know, again, Tina and Katina were so fun to watch last spring. I mean, they they were on the verge of breaking state records. And, uh, you know, health permitting, they, they have a shot at doing some great things this outdoor season. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh, cross country, it's been a tough go. I mean, we, we had some good squads. Harbeck had some really good squads at MacArthur, again, back in the 90s and early 2000s. That's a tougher, for the Decatur Public Schools, a tougher sport to really um, build quality teams around right now. There just aren't that many young people in the high schools, DPS high schools right now that are cross-country runners, to be quite honest with you. Um, you know, a few years ago I had Michael Clevenger, of course, and he was an exception, and he was phenomenal. He might be the best high school cross-country runner come out of the city, I'm, without question, um, on the male side. Uh, so, again, you get an individual now and then, but it's been a little bit tough sledding for DPS in terms of high school cross-country. It's funny you say, you know, uh, you don't see a lot of cross-country kids. You weren't originally a cross-country guy as, as a high school runner, right? You were, you were more of a basketball well, player. Well, I'll be honest with you. I have some st <laughs> a quick story here, but when I was, I, I never considered myself a runner through middle school. I was basketball player, baseball player, you know, I still love those sports. But uh, when I got to Eisenhower, I still remember I went to freshman orientation first, you know, a little freshman coming into Eisenhower. <laughs> scared didn't know what the heck was going on but one of the speakers of fresh meditation was the the late great bob witt and bob uh, had taken over the cross-country program he coached a lot of things besides basketball and and bob gave a speech at freshman orientation of course i wanted to play basketball and he said hey you freshman you want to you, you, you want to have a better shot at basketball you get out here and run cross country get in shape for basketball <laughs> well i was a little freshman i'm a brown i'm a, you know i'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna do that i'm gonna go out and run i had never been a runner but i was gonna run to get in shape maybe get some brownie points with coach <laughs> whip and uh i still remember first day i cut off jeans with a little phrase <laughs> tennis shoes raggedy little t-shirt and i showed up and I think I ran a mile on the track, walked every other lap, something <laughs> like that. And uh, lo and behold, by the end of my freshman year, I'd moved into the top seven iron of varsity ladder. <laughs> 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 and uh, another true story with, with Bob, man, of course, I, I, I played basketball, ran cross, played basketball for my first couple of years. I went out for baseball. We had some good baseball players back at that time, too, uh, that, that were coming through the program. And I tried out. And... Uh, found my name on the cut list and I immediately I got cut that same day I went track coach and I ran you know I said well I want to run track he ended up running a varsity letter and track my freshman <laughs> well I found out later that that Bob Witt had told the then fresh saw baseball coach he said you know if Collingwood if he's not going to be a starter all right but just cut him let him go he's, he's going to be a better track runner going to be a better track athlete huh. and so that's what happened I actually would have made the team, but wouldn't have played a whole lot. And uh, it all turned out for the best. So Bob Witt played a really, honestly, <laughs> yeah. a, a, a huge role 
in getting me into the sport. Did you find but, that out later? Or? Later, yeah, <laughs> not at that time. <laughs> not at that time. Now, do you think if you wouldn't have gone over to track, they would have come to find you? I mean, this was a plan of his, right, to say, uh, cut him. Like, if you wouldn't have gone over there on your own accord, he would have come to got you, Oh, right? I don't know. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. I, I don't know. I just uh, I saw my name wasn't on the list, and I went immediately went to the track coach, and I started that day. But uh, that's really how I got involved, and and that became my sport. You know, that that became a, a, a focus of my interest, and uh, and it all kind of played out from there. Ran at Milliken. Yeah, you. So you went out of high school to Milliken, correct? I, I went. I, I ran one year. I went to SIU Carbondale. Okay. I actually was going to go down the road to you guys. My my. First, when I came out of high school, my major was, I was communications. I was going to be radio, TV. I was going to be the next Jack Buck. Okay, <laughs> that really in my mind, I was going to be Jack Buck because I love getting behind the mic and doing play-by-play -play and that type of thing. Uh, and so I was heading down to SIU uh, into communications. My minor was going to be journalism. Well, it was for a year, and I walked on. SIU had a really good program under a legendary coach named Lou Hartzog down at Carbondale. And he had coached some Olympians. As a matter of fact, my freshman year, there was a kid named David Lee who was uh, made the American Olympic team that year in the 400 hurdles uh, behind Edwin Moses and a kid out of UCLA. Well, that was 1980, and Jimmy Carter boycotted the Moscow Olympics. So uh, I was down there competing with some kids out of Chicago, but I wasn't on scholarship. And I worked my tail off, and even though I was beating some of them, they were the ones that got to go to meets. They were the ones on scholarship. So at some point in the spring, I remember having a revelation, saying, you know, I want to teach and I want to coach. And I know Milliken has a really nice program, and, and I'm going to come back home. And so after my year of experience at SIU, which was very good for me, I mean, I really learned a lot of things down there, competing, working out, practicing with those guys. I came back and, and uh, became a part of Milliken's program. And we had a transfer at that time named Mike Jackson, who had gone to the U of I for a year. He was state champion in the 800, and Mike came back to Milliken. We had a really good group of middle distance runners at Milliken for those few years that I was there. And uh, that was very enjoyable. Had some had some good teams, good times. Yeah, you, you had a good career there. At, at Milliken. It was fun. I I think I ended up, my, the, my, I was a miler. Miler was my best event. I ended up getting down to the equivalent of a 412. 412 mile. I always, in my mind, you dream four minute mile, four minute mile. Never could quite get there. <laughs> Never could quite get there. I know that's something Michael Clevenger's shooting for right now, even after he's graduated. He's still training and shooting for that. Trying to get that four minute. He's at a whole nother level than I was. A <laughs> whole nother, nother level. But uh, yeah, and then, you know, uh, continued on after that. Right out of college, I actually worked at the park district. Right, yeah, I was going to ask you about supervisor that. Supervisor recreation there. So I'd really had some experience doing athletic director type duties, organizing leagues, hiring umpires, lifeguards, and park leaders. Worked for Jerry Menz there, and I and I got uh, Harbeck started the Staley Strider track program, youth program. Uh, and in 1985, when I was working full time at the park district, I started the cross country into that, uh, the cross country program, Staley Striders. Did that for 20 plus years. So was that in sort of in concert with Bill, or? Yeah, I, I was the head coach of cross country. He was the head coach of track. In okay, the so summer for the for, for the Staley Strider. Is that kind of how you first? I mean, you knew him. I know from he was a coach at MacArthur. But was that I, my first contact with Bill, other than uh, uh, being a high school runner against MacArthur? Uh, we knew each other just as coach competitor. 
but I actually did an internship with him while I was at Milliken over a winter term. <laughs> oh, okay. And so I was in his classroom for like a month, month and a half in between semesters. And that's when I really got to know Bill better. And then it kind of took off from there. And when I did the, uh, in my position at the Park District, one of my jobs was to oversee the Staley Striders. And okay. Bill was the main man there. And he and I talked, and I said, well, we don't have cross. We really should get cross. And he agreed 100%. And so we got that ball rolling, and I took the cross end of it. And uh, we had a lot of fun. That was back in my younger days when I had all kind of energy, you know. And then I, when I finished at the Park District, I continued to coach Striders, but I was also coaching the high school at Eisenhower. And then there was a, two or three years where I had Thomas Jefferson Middle School because they didn't have a program. Right. But I was youthful, and I had a lot of energy going, and I could do a lot of different things. I don't think it happened right now, one, one thing at a time. <laughs> you uh, Now, do you still run? I, I actually have gotten back into it. I've never really quit running, but, uh, you know, since I've retired, I've, I've given myself a chance to you know, burn a few calories, and I've, I'm, I'm doing about 20 miles a week now, but definitely not as fast and not as far. <laughs> right, no, no, no competition. Um, I quit racing, running road races about 12 years ago, and now I just want to, again, stay healthy, stay fit, and again, I go, I'll go as long as I don't have little tweaks, snakes, and pains, and I have to adjust as I go. Was there anything that, that in particular, I guess, stopped you from competing? Um... Probably just turning, I think I was about 44, 45, and I'd really, I competed. And then I'm a competitive person, so even though if I'm not in shape, I want to go out and compete. And that's not the best idea as you get older, you know. <laughs> and uh, I think just the realization, uh, I had high cholesterol, that kind of thing. You get done with a race and you feel like, you know, man, at any moment, I want the heart to go. Right, so yeah. honestly, really, just, just health, health-wise, I don't think it's real smart unless you're you know, uh, unless you don't have a history of in your family of high cholesterol and heart problems, I just decided it's probably my best interest and my wife's and my kids yeah. <laughs> that I just uh, tone back the competition side and just uh, try to stay in shape. So that's what I'm doing right now. Now, during your years as athletic director at Eisenhower, I, and I, I, you know, when you kind of came in there, and obviously the, the athletic director doesn't coach the team, so you don't have, you know, direct, I guess, you know, um, you don't directly impact the the winning the team's winning or not, but when you got there, it was a struggle. The, the, the program was in in general struggling, and there's been some some improvement in there. I would say since in your years there, there, there have definitely been some ups and downs. And things were cyclical, and uh, you know, like I said, I've been a Panther all my life. You know, went to high school there, coached there, and so I, you know, I'm, I'm a DPS guy, and. Uh, when I took the program, and I'll be honest with you, I, uh, uh, until that job opened, I had no inclination, I had no intention of being an athletic director. I was happy teaching. I was teaching social studies, AP European, AP US classes, coaching. My son, who uh, went to Eisenhower and played ball, and he was in college, and he was down at Greenville playing baseball, and I really had no intention of being an athletic director. But certain factors came together, and uh, a couple of people encouraged me, and put the bug in my ear and I thought well I had about five years to go and I thought I'd just jump in and put my head down and go hard at it and uh, again I'm, I'm not a coach directly as the AD but I found myself still building relationships with those athletes it just wasn't in one or two sports it sure. was across the board and honestly that was my greatest satisfaction in all the years that I've coached and taught and 
in the AD is building relationships with, with those athletes and then as an AD with the coaches and uh, having an impact in that way. And I'm kind of a cheerleader for, for the program. And it helped that we had a really nice group of athletes come into the building. Yeah, that helps. Uh, you know, that helps. I mean, you can do all you can do, but unless you have kids that have talent and ha are committed and willing to, to work hard, put in the time they need to, it's not going to matter. And I'd like to think, in, you know, over the last five years, Eisenhower certainly made some strides. And, uh, you know, Coach Wagers did a real nice job with the, that group of kids that, that came through on the football field. That was a lot of fun, you yeah. know, back-to-back -back playoff uh, appearances, winning some playoff games. I had a blast. Absolutely loved that. You know, and Rodney got the program going in basketball. That was a blast last year, uh, you know, winning a regional title. Of course, disappointment, not going a little further, thought we could, but that comes with it, you know, yeah. the highs and, and the lows. And, you know, the wrestling program has made some great strides, uh, you know, the individuals in track and field. So I'd like to think that Hopefully the program was better off when I left than, than, than when I came in. But, again, that, that, that's a combination of having good coaches in place and having the athletes come in that are willing to work at it. And uh, it's all of us working together. And in administration, honestly, Chuck Hoots and Mike Dugan and Amy Zahm, all three principals and the assistant principals, uh, Courtney Settles being one of them, mm -hmm. uh, all understand athletics and they understand the commitment that it takes to be an athletic yeah. director. And so they were always very supportive and uh, just kudos to them. We all worked very well as a team to, to really shed some positive light on Eisenhower Athletics really over the last five. And I know Steve's carried that on. and. I, I, I'm really excited about the new hire in football. Uh, I think he's going to do a nice job. Rodney's got good kids coming. So, again, I, I think it's in a pretty good place. Now, there's some sports that cross-country being won, tennis, golf, there just aren't that many kids at Eisenhower or MacArthur that have played those sports. Right. And if you haven't played those sports and been brought up in that, you can't just pick up a racket and become a top-notch tennis player, you know, once you get to high school. Right. But, but with track, uh, but you know, it's a little bit different. Track's different. And, and that's why I think that maybe I, I was going to ask you, I mean, is it is it a little frustrating that the numbers aren't a little bit better there? Because, you know, everybody knows how to run. It, 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 <laughs> it, it, track is different. I mean, I, I remember, you know, because I, I beat the halls hard. when You know, I coached 22 years of track, and I was fortunate. I had the same assistant coach, Mark Stover. He and I started together in 1988, and we coached all the way through. Wow, okay. And that continuity and consistency is very important. Now, Bryson Taylor, I think, is in his third or fourth year now, and Bryson was one of my athletes. He was an all-state triple jumper for me back in the day. And uh, so there is some consistency now that hopefully will end up leading to greater numbers. But, yeah, I used to beat the bushes hard. I'd just look at a kid in a classroom or walk in the hall and, I remember some of the kids that did very well for me hadn't even run track in middle school. But I thought, you know what, that kid looks like he can do it. I'd talk him up, get him out, and find a niche. There's always a niche yeah. in track and field. Whether you're a distance runner or a hurdler or a jumper or a sprinter or a thrower, whatever it might be, there's a niche if you're an athlete. You can find something that you can do well on the track. And so that that's the key to it. Now, in this day and age, and it was a little different, it's a little harder now, it, most of the years when I was coaching, and I'm old school, we had 
three sport athletes or two sport athletes at least. Yeah. We had kids doing multiple. And that's one of the things I encouraged when I was an AD. I want to see our kids. I want coaches to cooperate. I want to see multi-sport athletes. And we had quite a number of those over the course of time when I was coaching at Eisenhower. And, and that was helpful, you know. Um, Never got one of my best sprinters I ever had, Cam Mabry. I know he went out for football. I never discouraged him. He hadn't played a lot, but I held my breath every time he carried the ball, <laughs> hoping that he wouldn't break a leg or something. And I, you know, Rodney a couple of years ago, Rodney, you know, Bobbitt and Jarrett. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Rodney, you know, they did great contributors on the football field, but I'm sure Rodney was holding his breath a couple of times, <laughs> hoping that something didn't happen. But you know what? Rarely does that happen. And the kids are better off. I believe if they are doing multiple sports, staying fresh, you know, here's the best example I have is Britt Miller. Um, that class that he was in, we had three or four kids that did three sports, you know, football, basketball, track. And uh, Britt was a great example. You know, Britt goes on, leads the Big Ten in tackles, and plays in professional ranks for two, three years. And, and uh, he did all three sports. And doing all three sports never held him back. It actually, he will probably tell you, helped him. Um, you know, he, he threw the shot in the disc, but he was so quick, he ran legs on our state qualifying relays, 4 by one 4 by 2 oh, wow. Still remember a quick story. State meet, his uh, senior year, I believe it was his senior year, might have been his junior year, uh, Britt was uh, on the 4 by 2 and he was also throwing the shot at state. Um, and uh, I was sitting next to somebody, she didn't know who I was, and, she looked down here. We were lined up to, to run the race, and she looked at that big dude. There's no way. What's he doing out there? You know, and I, I'm just thinking to myself, but just wait, <laughs> just just wait. Give it a second. Wait till he wait till he takes the baton. And uh, sure enough, and that was the year he took the baton. And a kid from an opposing team in the next lane stumbled, fell down in front of him into his lane, and Britt literally had to hurl the kid. <laughs> hurdle the kid and roll on with the baton. Now, it actually cost us a spot in the finals, breaking stride and having yeah, to hurl yeah. the But he came blazing down the straightaway, you know. So he was an important part of our 4 by one 4 by 2 and we had some good relays at that time. And then he was throwing shot and disc. So, again, I'm old school, and I like to see those multi-sport yeah. athletes. And, 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 again, Britt was a, a classic example of one of those. But we've had several. Uh, over time. I'd like to see us get back to that. That would increase numbers in track. And I know AAU ball is important, mm -hmm. but I had in myself, and I know Bryson's struggling with this now, these kids play basketball in the winter, which they should. If they can play ball, play ball. Um, but then they go right into AAU ball. And they really are limited. They can't do a high school sport per se. Right, and volleyball they're is in the spring too, right? right into it. Well, yeah, volleyball has club volleyball. Well, that's what I'm club about. volleyball. Yeah. So I'm torn, honestly. I know it's important to develop a skill set in what you do best, but I also would really like to see a way in which those kids could participate for, with their high school in that spring sport. Um, you know, Rodney does a great job with his AAU program and developing those youth does a great job and uh, um, but you will I, I remember Lewis Jackson I would have loved to have Lewis on the track oh did I talk to Lewis time after time after time trying to get him to find a way to compete in track and field in the spring with his speed he did a little bit right like he maybe showed up a couple times or something in middle school he never ran high school no, never I couldn't school. get him he was always right into AU had tournaments that you know he just couldn't do it now 
since then, he's expressed me, oh, coach, I wish I would have. <laughs> I, I really would have liked seeing what I could have done. But, oh, my gosh, I think he could have been a state champion in the long jump. Wow. Kid had springs. Yeah. He had speed. Oh, I would have loved to have seen what he could do. I think he was a six-plus-foot high jumper in middle school. Oh, in my middle gosh. school. You know, he was dunking <laughs> in middle school. I don't know, you know. So, I mean, Lewis could have been a phenomenal track kid. But, you know, you, you, you can't quarrel with what he did. That's for sure, you know. Yeah. Parlayed that all the way to Purdue and. You know, did did great great things over there. You so. do see a lot of, and, and I don't know, maybe as a track guy, you don't. This this is something you're against, but you do see a lot of in, in football coaches or football programs that kind of use track as you know sure. as a way to keep spring football practice type thing. Where you know, absolutely. You're, I mean, I think uh, old Coach Etherton out at Mount Zion, he's coaching track at, at Mount Zion now, right? That's perfect if you're a football coach coaching track. Say, hey guys, you're coming out. You know, you're going to lift, run, train. I mean, track and field. It's perfect if you're in other sports as far as you know training, speed, quickness, strength. Everything's tied into it. That never bothered you as a track coach when you see the, the football coach and he's got all you know and, and he's basically running it as, as I mean not they're not really they're still competing in the meets and everything so it's not sure. like they're cheating but they're still you know it's yeah. see I know when I coached track I mean uh, I had football I think Steve Smith was probably the head coach the majority of the years that I was track coach there and uh, Steve always encouraged kids to come out for track if they, he was also coaching baseball so he had some baseball kids too yeah. just play do something yeah. in yeah. the spring baseball track um you know the, those big boys on the line they need to be out for training throwing the shot but ironically though not getting off track here but the, you would think most of the throwers would be your big boys but the key in, in the throws is quickness quickness uh mobility flexibility and strength combined. See, Britt had that combination. We had a, str- a run of kids. Um, Demetrius Terrell. Again, these names might not ring a bell with you, but they all, Demetrius Terrell, Britt Miller, Carl Smith. These kids all were all staters in track, but they all were throwers and sprinters. Okay, so they had speed and strength combined. You know, I had Drew Thaxton last year, who was not huge in stature, but very quick. Feet, feet, footwork, very quick. So it's not always the biggest, bulkiest guy out there that is the best thrower. You know, you've got to have the quickness, speed, you know, flexibility. And we had a nice run of that. And uh, we were pretty proud of that when we, we had those kids that came through. And you'd see them running relays. And they're over here throwing 50-plus <laughs> feet in the shot. It's kind of a different combination. I mean, I think that would be terrifying to see Britt Miller sprinting in a relay. Oh, Britt was fast. I still remember him coming to me because um, he played baseball his freshman year. Uh, Britt did. He didn't run track his freshman year. Uh, I think he got aggravated a little bit because there were so many rainouts. And fresh soft baseball, you didn't make any opinion. So he might have played eight, nine games, ten games or something. And, and, and he came to me. And I'd talk to him in middle school about track. But, hey, if you want to play because you're a pretty good baseball player, you could pound the ball. Yeah. And uh, I, I recall uh, him coming to me. And he said, Coach, uh, I've talked to my guy. I, I'm, I'm going to run track this year. And I said, great, we'll get you on the throw, get you on the hill with Coach Dover. We'll get you working in the shot and the disc. He said, no, Coach, yeah, I'm going to do that, but no, I'm going to run on your relays. <laughs> at the time, I had not – because we had some good sprinters in his group. And I'm thinking, okay, Britton, all right, um, we'll see. Well, I'll give you a shot to show what you've got. <laughs> well, sh- sure enough, we had a fresh soft group with him, ran at 130. 130 800 relay. It was a fresh soft team. 
<laughs> they were all fresh soft, and they ran a 130. Uh, he was part of that. Um, their senior year ran 128 mid, uh, low 128s, and their four by one was uh, low 42s, low mid 42s. So yeah, he he pretty yeah yeah, but that was Brett. You know that was Brett. He said no, coach, I will be running. <laughs> okay. Now, so, oh, go ahead, Joe. Oh, you said you, you would kind of, when you f- were coaching, you would go in the halls and recruit kids, which is easy to do for basketball. It's like, okay, you're really tall. You're, you'd be a good basketball player. Football, you're, you're a pretty big yeah. boy. You're going to play. How do you recruit for track? What do you look for in an athlete? Oh, you, you just look for, yeah. Well, you also talk to the PE teachers, yeah. and, and you get an idea of what, what's going on down there in the gym and who's showing, you know, skills um, as far as just natural, being able to be coordinated and, Jump and run, speed and distance. You know they have to run their mile every week. Who's who's showing out? Who can you know? Could be a sleeper there. Um, just size, strength, how they carry themselves. Of course, then you always check grades and see how they're doing academically before you know. I mean, you make sure they're kids that are going to be hopefully uh, able to to carry their weight in the classroom. That was number one. But being involved in a sport. Actually, I always my spiel always was, you know, if I had a kid come to me, say, I don't know, I gotta, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna have time. And I said, well, academic, academics and athletics go hand in hand. I always put my hands together like this. They help each <laughs> other. If you're involved in athletics, it's going to force you to be disciplined because you must remain eligible. You must take care of your business in the classroom. As I used to tell them, what else are you going to do after school if you're not out and involved in a sport? What are you going to do? Go home? You go home and you do know, your homework right away. Right, sure, right, yeah. right. Tell me you're going to go home and do your homework right away. You're, you know, you're going to get on the whatever electronic gadget you've got. And, 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 and so why not be a part of a sport that can be very, very rewarding, help shape you, and this was our ultimate goal of all coaches, I think, is obviously winning is more fun than losing and watching kids develop and get better. But ultimately, you want to see kids become better people. You want to see them become better citizens. And you want to help prepare them for life after high school or after college if they're so fortunate to compete in college. And that's what it was all about. Help make these kids better people and hopefully move them along in life so that they can have success down the road. And that was that was the ultimate goal. You know, having kids qualify for state or win conference titles or win state medals was all nice. But I remember kids that started out running maybe a six-minute mile end up running a 445 mile. That was incredibly rewarding just to see them maximize their skill. They weren't necessarily bringing medals home. But, man, did they ever improve over the course of time. Isn't that a cool thing about track, though? Because, I mean, in basketball, you know, there's no personal bests. You know, I mean, either win or you lose. I mean, mean, you might points or whatever. But in track where, you know, beating that time can be such a, you know, huge, you know, momentum lift. Absolutely. Track and cross country and other sport. But in track, we emphasize team. Team was very important because there's something about – and track was so diverse – you got kids of all races and all skill levels and all backgrounds. You got them all there working together, and to get them work towards a common goal was great. And, and we did have some team success, but ultimately, in track and cross country, the team never held back the individual. You know, even if you didn't have a great team individually, if you were good, yeah, you could still true. take it as far you know, as far as you could take it as an individual, and so. Yeah, uh, and, and and you have 
you know, you run, you got the clock, you got the tape measure, you know exactly if you're getting better or not. You, you can measure yourself. You, you can, you know, now sometimes weather comes into play, outdoor season, you're not always, but when it comes down to it from year to year, from meet to meet, you can, you can measure how well you're doing and see your improvement, and that can help build your confidence. And, and that was, you know, wearing basketball, football, yeah, but you're also relying on teammates much more than necessarily you are in track and field or cross. Now relays, you know, everybody's got to make the stick, got to pass the stick, got to be clean. Um, but uh, individually, yeah, that, that's what's neat about track and cross country. It, it, you know, I, I never, I really never had, rarely had a parent come to me. Why aren't you running my kid? Or why aren't you? You know, well, let's take a look at here's the event. And, and see the stopwatch. See here's what they've done. Here's what this. Uh, you know, and so that was neat. I really uh, in track and cross, you don't have a whole lot of uh, parents' complaints about playing time that type of thing, where you might have it in other sports for sure. Um, yeah, but uh, so. Yeah, very rewarding in that way. Definitely. Well, Greg, I know yeah. there's a Cardinals game that uh, yeah. that uh, you're wanting to get back to, and, like and, and, and I think we're all wanting to get back to. It's probably well, about 14 to two at this yeah, point. Well, I, think, yeah. I think the I think the Mets are up one. I think yeah, it's up still one. up one. Well, I, I keep like I said, got to keep that in perspective. It's just number one of that's 162. Right. So hopefully, Carlos Martinez will get a little better. By August, missing one, it's just going to be another day. Like, oh, I missed it. It's fine. I'll catch up with it later. Yeah. But it's important now. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. Thanks for coming in, Greg. Yeah, thank you.